0: I don't think consumers differentiate between 85, 95 and 90. People only differentiate between 0 and 100. At the top, there's only room for one, right? I believe in India, 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that I see is not thought. Creating is easy. What to create is a million-dollar question.
1: Hi. You're listening to Marketing with Bani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business.
2: fourth and final episode of the Marketing with Vani podcast, featuring Shiv Shivakumar, who heads corporate strategy and business development for the Aditya Birla conglomerate. Shiv is an IIT IIM alumnus who spent close to two decades with Unilever, headed Nokia and then PepsiCo India. Shiv is also the author of multiple best-selling books on management and has held chairmanship roles in industry bodies like AIMA, MMA and ASCI. Digital transformation is the current industry buzzword. But is the industry ready for true digital transformation or is it merely paying lip service? Tune in as Vani and Shiv discuss digital in detail and what it actually means for the future of marketing. So Shiv, a lot has been said about COVID bringing unprecedented change,
1: etc, etc. Companies rapidly digitizing, everybody rapidly going on the mobile, going online, website. But tell us, uh, post-COVID, what, in fact, would digital have on the organization, on the company, on the employee, on the individual?
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good question, Vani. Thank you for that. The first thing you see, what's happened after COVID? The fundamental shift after COVID is that you can work from anywhere, you can work from home, whatever it is. So everybody's got into a hybrid mode. Okay, that's the first difference compared to pre-COVID. Okay. Now, as a result of that, Policies need to change. So I think the first thing a company needs to do is what I call fearless flexibility. We always thought if we give somebody, if we give Vani work from home, she will misuse it. You have to stop thinking like that. Okay, You have to be fearlessly flexible to say, I will give it to her. Let me give you a real life example. In one of the teams I lead in ABG, the strategy team, in the strategy team, we've given all the people the choice to work from anywhere they want. At any time they want. As long as they put in 45 hours a week. That's all we have specific. 45 hours a week. So one girl, Komal, she says. She wrote to everybody in the team. I'm going to come to work only on Monday and Friday. So if you want to meet me, I'm available on Monday, Friday. Other times you can pick up the phone and call me. I'm going to work from home the other days. On the other hand, a girl called. Eight weeks. On the other hand, Shruti said. I get energy by meeting people. So I'm going to come to office and work. Now they started doing that. When they realized that going back, they were traveling one, one and a half hours up and down. When they realized that, they said, maybe we'll leave at three o'clock. We'll come at nine o'clock. We'll leave at three o'clock. So you have to give them fearless flexibility is what I would say. If you put conditions and sub conditions, nobody will stay with you. Okay, that's one. Second is, I think the danger of a work from home environment is in the employee's mind. Will there be an inner circle? Will there be an outer ring? Will the inner circle be of people who are coming to office and meeting the boss and saying yes sir, no sir to the boss, he or she and the outer ring is people who are working from home who do not have the same access. That is something that they are seriously worried about. So from an organization point of view, how do you coach your managers to be fair in appraisal? Which means you have to judge people for the effort they are putting in not for the presence. How do you validate effort not presence, and then link it to the outcomes that people are really thinking about. Okay, I think a culture of fairness is absolutely very, very important. Next is if you look at the employee, let's take a simple thing called responsiveness one. If you are in the office and I sent you an email and I saw you in the office and you didn't respond to it for 12 hours, I'd be fine. You know why? I know that you are out in the office. On the other hand, Money is doing work from home. I send you an email. I don't get a response for 10 hours. What will most people think? Okay, so... Well, she's sleeping. Absolutely right. So the modern company has always expected employees to be perpetually reachable. Okay. And perpetually responsive. So the individual in a work from anywhere environment will have that added pressure and vulnerability one. Okay. So for example, people who've gone on vacation in the last one year, one, there are about... 50 to 60% of them who have said, I was at work while on vacation for at least an hour or two every day. Why? Because you want to overcome the unconscious bias that people might have. And these are real concerns that employees have, Vani. They're not ordinary concern. Next, if I look at an individual, learning, I think privacy will be a big concern for individuals. But the positives, I think do it yourself will become very big. Thanks to digital. Every. For example, in the pandemic, we saw beauty and education just taking off. Beauty and education were two which mm. took off on YouTube. Okay, because do it yourself will become a big trend. Okay, so and that, that is irreversible in my mind, absolutely. I think liberal will become a big reason. People will start charging each other, okay, and saying, I'll take you to court because you said this about me. Okay, I think that that will become a big one. Influencers, you look at the influencer market, it's a $16 billion market. In the past, only celebrities, cricketers, film stars, etc. Today, everybody is an influencer. I think every celebrity, every influencer needs to judge what is right content, what is content which will score with the audience, what is content which will not score with the audience. So today you have millions of influencers. So brands use all type of influencers today. So the only way a celebrity will command any premium is if his following keeps growing. And if his following has to grow, it has to be based on performance, it has to be based on endorsement of brands, it has to be based on his cool quotient, or her cool quotient. Okay, in the digital world, every post one is binary, it's zero or one. Either it's a hit or a miss, there's no in between. Okay, So the pressure on celebrities and influencers to stay on top of the cool curve will be immense. And hence, trial and error exercise. The other one I think is in terms of society, Thanks to digital, I think we'll see the best of humanity. We'll also see the worst of humanity. Why do I say that? A small act of kindness anywhere can be captured on a camera and relayed to the whole world. And that person's kindness, which would have gone unnoticed in a physical world, will be a huge act of kindness in a digital world. Equally, one wrong thing and people will troll you like mad. Like yesterday, Madhavan said, in India, there are only 20 lakh Twitter users. He couldn't be more wrong. Everybody piled onto him to say, hey, you don't have your facts right. There's something wrong. Okay, he got it wrong. So obviously he'll say, I'm sorry or whatever it is. So it's a zero-one game all the time. I think in language terms, people will communicate with each other in much shorter codes. Everything is a short form right now. FOMO, this, that, etc, etc. I think relations will be very transient in a digital world. Because you can reach anybody at any point of time, I think relations will be very transient. And hence the ability of people to build deep relationships is something that I worry about. Something like 57% of people, I think, 57% of millennials said that they made a friend digitally. Now, in the old world, you made a friend when you went to school, when you went to college, you went around the park playing in your neighborhood, etc. Okay, you got to know them, you got to understand them, etc. Today you're making friends digitally. How deep will that relation be? I don't know. Absolutely don't know. Okay, that's what I would say. These are some of the things that I personally believe we will see in companies, in individuals and in society.
1: I think digital is such a huge subject in itself, Shreve. I mean, for example, does digital really help or does it hinder communication? Communication is not just about what's said. Does shorthand help or hinder communication?
0: It's made people very impatient. For example, uh, I think it started with the BlackBerry Messenger and now with WhatsApp. The moment somebody sends a message, they want to see the tick, okay? And parents and kids are the best example. I have a number of young kids working for me in my team. And they say their parents send them the message. And if they don't respond in five ten minutes, they'll call them saying, look, I sent you a message. Where didn't you see it? You know, so it's a, well, it's a funny thing, you know, the way it's playing out. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Now, this is a
1: strange question to ask. I'll ask you anyways. Are there cohorts in the society that need to be protected?
0: I think. I think so. I, I think well, that's a difficult question again. I think kids need to be protected. One, definitely. I think differently able people, etc., need to be protected. I think anybody who deserves the respect of protection needs to, because in a digital world, people can be very, what shall I say, very uncivilized in some of the comments they make. Okay, and passing judgment. And I think we owe it to do that. For example, if there is a celebrity couple and this happened to Virat Kohli and his wife, okay, why should their kids' pictures be plastered all over? Don't they deserve some degree of privacy? So I think we need to think about a world where we protect people who deserve to be protected and who need protection and who don't have a voice. And I think that that will be an important part of growing up in a digital ecosystem, whether it's for brand or for journalists or for photographers or whoever it is. I think that's very important.
1: Yeah, I think for that shift, the fundamental moral and ethical fiber of the society will have to change. The problem is we don't think that, I mean, as Indians in particular, we're just generally very intrusive. We think it's our business to ask, oh, are you not married? Oh, have you not been able to find anyone? Or is there a problem? How come you haven't had a child yet? And these are questions that come to you, random stranger. You haven't known this person for 60 seconds. And you could have these questions.
2: Yeah. So yeah. It's just a problem. You're
0: absolutely <laughs> right. I <did. laughs> you know? yeah. As I said, you know, there's a, there's a thin line and a lot of it depends on do people have the digital etiquette or whatever you want to call it one. Do they have it? I, I would tend to agree with you that maybe most people don't display it on a daily basis. They might display it on a you know, sporadic basis, but not on a daily Yeah.
1: And we did touch upon this, Shiv, but I'll ask you again, nevertheless. Are there um, implications on the individual? Or how will how will digital change for individual? What will digital change? I think, see, if you
0: you know, I said we need to protect young people and tweens, etc. Across the world, one what one of the trends we are seeing is that tweens are under enormous pressure to look good, to look cool, to post the right thing, etc. And that expectation is horrifying for them. They don't want to bear the cross of that expectation. The social media world one has tried to show everything as a perfect world. You look at everybody, everybody's posting success after success, everybody's showing, showing reward after reward, cup Correct. after cup, etc. And even if you look at the description of each person, everybody is a mentor, everybody is a coach, everybody is a high flyer, etc. So this whole world yes. is placing an yes. unnecessary emphasis on a very strange way of success and strange way of evaluating what somebody should be. There are very few people talking of failures and even if so they talk about it, it's sporadic. So I think everybody wants to look good on a daily basis. And I think that's a real, real challenge for me in in the social media world.
1: Absolutely. In fact, Shiv, I'm a great believer in this. I think social media, since you talked about teenagers in particular, it's a subject that must be taught in school. Yeah. Because I have a teenager boy and in- and I feel that it deserves guidance. It requires conscious guidance because there's so much pressure that's created via social media. It also creates changes in behavior, changes in in one's fundamental thinking. I, I feel kids are a lot more distracted these days just because of the amount of media that they are constantly accessed. Whether it's Discord, checking Discord messages or checking the number of likes. Likes, you mentioned to your... Your whole worth, self-worth depends on how many likes have I got on this.
0: Absolutely right. So I think we have noticed globally in terms of Chek Swani that the tweens are under enormous pressure to look good, to tweet right, to use the right language, to dress well, etc. Life is not a beauty parade, finally. Life is meant to be lived. Every day cannot be a beauty parade for uh, everyone. So I think you're absolutely right. I would agree with that.
2: This episode was brought to you by Cherry Peach Plum. Vani and her team of marketeers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level.
0: It's actually to make profit.
2: I hope you
1: liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. (laughs) How badly can she screw up one (laughs) time? Okay. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Vani, the same name as this podcast.